This is Central Coast Public Radio KCBX. I'm Benjamin Perth. The American West is facing a water crisis made worse every year by climate change and drought. That's posing an existential threat to agricultural economies across the region, especially in smaller cities and towns like many on the Central Coast. In the fourth story in our series In the Vines, we'll explore the water challenges facing Paso Robles and whether their wine industry is sustainable with more heat and less rain. I'm Benjamin Perper, and this is In the Vines from KCBX Public Radio. In July of last year, Governor Gavin Newsom visited Lopez Lake in South San Luis Obispo County, thanking Californians for stepping up their water conservation efforts, but that ultimately it wasn't enough. Conditions are such they continue to devolve, uh, and as a consequence today, uh, we are doing what we had signaled uh, was likely to happen. That day, Newsom added nine more counties, including all of the Central Coast, to his list of those under a drought emergency proclamation. He said even as water conservation methods are improving all the time, especially in California, the climate is changing too rapidly to keep up. Those are the effects of climate change. It's here, it's real, it's human-induced, and it's happening. That was last summer, and since then, the problem has only gotten worse. Newsom went on to add every California county to that drought emergency list, and water levels at Lopez Lake itself continue to decline, revealing dry, cracked earth underneath. Lakes aren't the only water source in jeopardy, as groundwater basins are also being heavily depleted as the western drought prepares to enter its fourth year. California reports that about 64% of the state's wells are at below normal water levels, and that more than 1,200 wells have gone completely dry so far this year. For Paso Robles, it's a situation that could have disastrous effects on the area's wine-based economy. It's something that's going to ripple through the entire community, not just the people who are landowners in growing the grapes. That's Lynn Hamilton, a professor of agribusiness at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. She's part of a team of researchers who studied the challenges facing the Paso Robles groundwater basin, which has been heavily overpumped for years now, mostly through irrigating its more than 40,000 acres of vineyards. In 2021, the groundwater basin was overpumped by about 20,000 acre feet, more than 30% over the maximum sustainable limit. Hamilton says that could have dire consequences for the area. The worst case scenario in our study showed a, an economic loss of $450 million. $450 million. That's the maximum economic loss from projected water cutbacks that would put the basin back into sustainability. In a city of a little more than 30,000 people, it's a big hit to take. Hamilton says even if it ends up being lower, her research shows water issues are still a major threat to the area's economy in the long term. That's looking at the impacts at every level, the agricultural impact, the winery impact, but also those tertiary impacts of what happens when essentially the underpinnings of this industry start to crumble with the wine grapes drying up. For Hamilton, the extended drought is a wake-up call for the Paso Robles wine industry. The attitude here, it seems to be, until recently, that oh, we're just a rainy season away from being saved. Like, it'll all just be good if we just get more rain. And I think people are now starting to realize that that's not true any longer, that we can't just bank on this next big rainy season to save us. Matt Turrentine is a board member on the Paso Basin Cooperative Committee. 
made up of the four local agencies charged with overseeing sustainability plans, they've recently submitted a plan to the state that will likely bring cutbacks in how much water growers can pump from the basin in Paso Robles. Turrentine is optimistic, not only about this plan, but also funding coming to the area, like an almost $8 million grant from the state for infrastructure, testing, and other investments in the Paso Basin. It'd be great to say, you know, there will never be another well that goes dry. Well, that's that's not realistic, nor is that what the law calls for. But what's what's the definition of sustainability that we're shooting for, and how are we making sure that all stakeholders are, are adequately and reasonably protected? State law mandates groundwater basins like Paso Robles reach water sustainability by 2040, but Turrentine hopes and expects that will happen here sooner. Ultimately, he calls the groundwater situation in Paso Robles a solvable problem. There's lots of basins elsewhere in California and lots of water systems all around the West where that's not true, where there aren't solvable problems. But there's still concern from local agriculture about the impact of further water regulation on their livelihood. Brent Burchett is the executive director of the Slow County Farm Bureau, which represents these interests. He hopes the local water agencies and the state will take into account the ripple effects water cutbacks would have on not just agriculture, but the entire Paso Robles community. We're providing public good. We're providing jobs. We're providing property tax values that funds our schools. A lot of things that you may not think about. So we talk about, you know, private industry, a farmer that has grapes or a winery that's making wine. Their impact is beyond just the revenue that they bring themselves. They're having jobs that would otherwise not exist there. Burchett says the wine industry is relatively lucky in that wine grapes take a lot less water than many other crops grown in California, like almonds or alfalfa. Though drought and climate change make the water situation in California more dire every year, he says farmers, including Paso Robles grape growers, are rising to the task. California is a a leader in water sustainability, and I think that's a story that gets lost, and we're setting standards that other states and other countries are adopted and looking to us for leadership. Next week, in the final episode of the series, we'll hear about some of the innovations winemakers are experimenting with in Paso Robles to try to sustain a healthy environment and industry for future generations. That's next time on In the Vines. Our theme music is from the album Taste of the Valley by Central Coast musician Jonathan Fiery. This piece was produced with assistance from the Public Media Journalists Association Editor Corps, funded by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. For Central Coast Public Radio KCBX, I'm Benjamin Perper.